Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, ContenderCast, for shining a light on bright ideas all the way from Australia as Elkie Pasco, founder of the Little Oak Company. I can't even wait. We're talking formula. I mean, like, a topic we really haven't spent much time on this podcast. I can't even wait to dive in. Elke, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. I know. I good energy. Let me just tell you all. I, you know, first impression when you get on Zoom, we're about to do the interview is like so fun. We just have had the best time catching up the last few minutes before we hit record. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cool. And I'm really yeah, there's more to come. I know, I can't wait. And we're on video. You guys don't get to see it. And then I get to watch our kids run across the background um, occasionally <laughs> as we're recording. So I, I'm, I'm on the watch out for to see when they run past again. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so great to have you here. Where's Wally? I love it. Where's <laughs> Thanks, Wally? <Justin. laughs> All right. So the Little Oak <laughs> Company. Um, Let's do this. Before we get to the business and the product and all of the, the great things you're doing, just give us a little bit about you. Like, where, you know, tell us your background before launching the brand. Well, I'm, uh, you know, a, a, a mom of two gorgeous children, who you just mentioned, just ran across the screen there at school holidays here in Sydney, Australia. It's always so much fun, isn't it, for working parents? Um, but my background is in in healthcare and pharmaceuticals way back when. Um, but I was an aspiring pediatrician, but never made the grades when it counted, I think. Well, I know I didn't because I didn't make medical school. So um, I, I spent my life, you know, kind of feeling like I'd failed in the world. But I was always driven by kind of children. I just love kids. Like the world stops for me for, you know, children. And I always wanted to see how I could help them and, you know, um, children and hunger and nutrition and making sure that we could try and create a better world for them to thrive and grow into great human beings was, you know, was a real driving passion for me. So that's where it all stemmed from, really. Um, And then, of course, you know, there's always those twists and turns in life when, you know, you face some adversity and challenges in life and you sit back and you think, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Do you know, this is like, this is a sort of a critical point. Um, and what am I going to do? Am I going to kind of keep doing what I'm doing? Because I was still doing consulting and health and pharmaceuticals. And I thought I'm just going to go to an early grave doing this. Or do I want to really follow my passion? Um so yeah, I was single mom with two kids at the time, and uh, I was like, "Well, you're you know you've got enough energy to give it a shot, and if it all fails, you're probably just young enough to go back and get a part time <laughs> job in McDonald's or something. I don't know, kind of." But that was, nice. that was the real the critical point. So wow. threw my life and soul and last dollars into this business, you know, seven years ago, and um, and here we are today. Amazing! Um, you created an amazing product and brand, and uh, and so much runway and stretch. Um, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Um, the Little Oak Company. How about we start with why the Little Oak Company? And did you know it was going to be in the formula space, or like it, how did that all evolve? Early days. Early days. Well, listen, I, no, I didn't actually know. I, I think you'd have to be mad to actually want to go into infant formula. I, I can say that now with experience. It's, <laughs> and at the nice. time when I was like, am I doing, you know, I wanted to solve for my my son's health issues because he was actually on formula and 
breaking out on all these sort of rashes and what have you across his body. And and I think like millions of parents around the world, when I never looked at the the formula and the ingredients that, you know, in the formula that I was feeding him. Um, but because of these rashes all over his body, and he was only 18 months or so at the time, perhaps a bit younger. And I was looking at everything I was feeding him because, of course, the doctors do what they do best, which is just prescribe lots of chemical crap to either feed them or put on their body and stuff. And I was like, no, no there's got to be a better way. Sure. So I started looking at all the things and, you know, the formula I had him on the toddler milk, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. I mean, the amount of crap that was in it, we wouldn't even put into our body ourselves. Oh, and I was like, why crazy. are we doing this to our children? Yeah. So I was, I just spent, you know, the better part of a couple of years where I was with work, traveling, looking at formulas and, and realized that actually this issue wasn't just isolated to Australia. It was a global issue and particularly in the US. I mean, worse than ever before, you know, in terms of the ingredients that were in, in 99% of formulas over there. So I just went, there's good, you know, not only do I have to do something better, I feel like I have a responsibility to do something better. Love um, it. Yeah. So I, yeah, just put put it together. And you know what? It wasn't rocket science in terms of like really kind of creating something better. I just, you know, it was really simple. It's like manufacturers have a choice to pick this ingredient or a really cheap ingredient. Nine times out of 10, they'd pick the really cheap, cheap ingredient. ingredient. And I was like, I refuse, I refuse to do that. Sure. Children deserve the absolute best and they're going to get it. So that's where we started with Loke and it's still to this day our North Star. I love it. Um, so for those that haven't checked out Little Oak Company, they're on a mission to create products that care equally for the little ones and the world they grow into. And they're the fastest growing formula company in Western Australia and even beyond. You'll hear that in a few minutes. Um, what, so where'd the name come from? Little Oak Company doesn't have anything to do with like goat milk or formula. I was playing golf. I'm an <laughs> avid golfer in my spare time. <laughs> and I was I was actually playing golf in the UK somewhere. Uh, I'm probably, you know, as I was researching how Informer was made and I was playing probably a cheeky 18 holes. And on this golf course was the most amazing, huge oak tree. Huge. And the person I was playing with was like, what about Little Oak? I was like, oh, I that's love a great that. name. I love it. Yeah. I always love to ask founders like, where the name came from. Okay. So you decide there's maybe an opportunity here. Did you did you have to do a lot of homework on the formula space and on like what others were doing and on ingredients? Like talk about that early process and how long it took. Uh, a long time and much longer than I ever imagined, to be honest with you. Um you know, I, I, you kind of go in there knowing what you wanted to, what I wanted to put into the ingredients and what I, you know, didn't want to put in. I, I spent a lot of time back because of my healthcare background, speaking to all my healthcare professionals, my own midwife, I rang her, my, you know, that delivered both my children. And she was like, oh, I can't support, you know, inform. I said, well, let me tell you what I'm trying to do. And she kind of really bought into it and helped me with, you know, why midwives and healthcare professionals really kind of hate supporting infant formula, even though it's in many cases a necessity for many moms. Um, and so I got a really good steer in terms of what I want to go in it. Uh, the big challenge came, of course, then when you take that that idea and that concept and you put it into manufacturing and sort of trying to commercialize it, that was a whole different world. Totally. Because then you start to realize exactly how complicated it is, you know, and and infant formula, I say this regularly, is the closest thing to a pharmaceutical product on a supermarket shelf, right? Everybody sure. thinks that formula is just like a can of Coca-Cola or a, a cereal box and you can just make it and throw it on the shelf. It's not. It's so much regulation around it. And I was fortunate to have a healthcare background, so I understood all that, like I could navigate that. 
Um, so that was fine from the regulatory point of view, but the uh, manufacturing, yeah, that was interesting. And you know, my I still I still say my greatest story around the business I mean, lots of them, but you know, I was I'm Australian. I actually tried to do the business here in Australia. Um, but interesting, no one in Australia wanted to sport a single mom with two kids, you know, with a dream. What? And no, someone said to me, unless you've got ten million dollars in the bank, we don't want to do business with you. Wow. I was like, I don't have ten million dollars in the bank. However, I went to New Zealand, so our little kind of sister country just sure. across the way, which is full of beautiful rolling hills and fabulous farming practices. And they were like, we love that you're trying to do something different in this category, that you're trying to change it up. Um, and they said, we want to support you. So we got this, I got this really fabulous network of support and manufacturers and suppliers and ingredient guys and R&D people that just went, yeah, we've, we're going we're gonna to get behind you on this one. And that's how Little Oak was born, which is why we're now proudly... New Zealand. New Zealand. And if anybody right. knows New Zealand, there's a healthy, com- you know, a healthy competition between Australia and New Zealand. But <laughs> right. we are proudly they won. now. <laughs> they won in this case. They won. So, um, yeah. So, how long? So, okay. How long from I have an idea? Uh, I think I'm going to do something to actually getting something in hand that you could even sample. Three and a half years. Four years. Everyone yeah, listening, oh remember God. we have so many entrepreneurs listening. They're like, "Yeah, overnight success, three years." Okay, so yeah. how did you figure out manufacturing, packaging, all the? And I know you said you knew some of the regulation, all that, but like it's different when you make a product. So like, talk about how did you figure out formulation, what you were going to actually make? Yeah, well, I mean, infant formula, like I said, it's complicated. So I found in in New Zealand an amazing um, a lady called Pip Rimihana, who to this day is you know, was the one that, you know, created this really from my dream. She took what I said and went, made it into the formulation and, and then sort of plugged me into, you know, all the people that could make it happen. Um, but, you know, formulating a formula or infant formula or even a toddler milk is so many guidelines and so many rules you have to meet. And um, and then obviously, like I said, you've then got to figure out, well, you can decide you can have these type of oils or you can have you know, really expensive high quality oils, or you can do what every other manufacturer is doing, which is have cheap, crappy, you know, palm oils and, you know, rapeseed oils and, you know, um, all the other rubbish ones. So then you have to make the decision. And then, well, I was actually fortunate, I think, in a way, and I'm not sure if this is good advice or not, but, you know, it's sort of a blind ambition. I, I kind of didn't even look at the cost of it. <laughs> I just went, <laughs> I'm just going to jump best into this. For baby? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the best way? Just make it the best. We can actually just the best, most natural. I don't care. Just make it. And I remember someone coming saying, "This is the most expensive formula in the world." I said, "I don't care." I said, "We're going to make it, and we're going to provide it to parents, but then we're not going to make it at a price that actually." And we we, we kind of get bitten by this now, but. I was so driven by making sure that every child had best access to like nutrition, not just the wealthy. So we created this Ferrari of infant formula, but priced it at like a, I don't know, what's the equivalent, like a Holden so that every family could afford it. Um, what's happened now is everyone goes, well, well, if you're as good as you say you are, why you aren't 10 times more expensive? So, you know, even seven years on, you know, we're still kind of working our way through. Of course, you know, though. How to I mean, the brand you got to learn. Ethical, you know, yeah, completely. No, I think every it's... day is a learning. Trust me, every day in this business, there's nothing we're not learning. I that's believe it. I think that's the fun part of it, and right, it's part of why you're an entrepreneur. Um, so, uh, so you jump in, uh, you start investigating, you figure out some product. Did you know there was a market for it? Like, I know you knew 
for you, like, you know, you had kids and you had a problem you were trying to solve with a product, but did you know others would buy it? Well, I knew, I knew there was an issue. I knew there was a problem that needed to be solved um, in terms of the fact that 99% of the formulas in the market, like I said, was just full of synthetic rubbish. Sure. Um, I, <laughs> I, I kind of rubbish. I, <laughs> I quote. Well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we're, we've got, we, we're the first in the world to use fresh whole goat milk. It means we have 25% less ingredients to go into our product. And that means we're like, you know, more natural goodness because we don't, process the crap out of it and then add more synthetics in to replace all the stuff that you over-processed out of it. So um, I knew there was, I knew there was a need because, you know, if you, there's so much resistance against in formula, but like, I just also knew there were so many moms that needed it, including myself, my twin sister, her son nearly died in hospital because the wow. midwives refused to give them, yeah, wow. to give him formula. And obviously being pregnant now, I'm back in the midwife world. So I get to speak to all these midwives again, explain to them what we're doing. They're like, I said, I actually understand why you hated infant for you hate infant formula, right? Sure. I get it now. Um, so we had some great conversations. But um, in terms of knowing there was a market, I knew there was an opportunity because I'd seen it traveling around the world. And that is one piece of the puzzle I would say to people. Like a lot of businesses want to focus just on one market, but your inspiration comes from all over the globe, right? Sure. So to really know where the trends are and the opportunities are, you got to get on a plane and invest that time to spend it in markets and immerse yourself um, everywhere. It's the Madonna concept. Do you remember Madonna used yeah. to go and sit in nightclubs and work out exactly. how all the young kids were like dancing and music? Same idea in business I, is my sort of take on the world. Then I do love um, Madonna. So yeah, I just, I just went to, yeah, who doesn't? Um, and then we, then we <laughs> strike a pose, right? Um, we... <laughs> You know, I really wanted to, I really then just knew there was, I just knew there was, a, there was a burning desire. I couldn't put it, you couldn't, you said to me, have you got a spreadsheet, Elke, you know, to demonstrate, you know, the fact that you were sure that there was a, a business, you know, a, 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 you know, market out there for you. Probably not. No, <laughs> but I did have a gut feel. I had a gut feel. I knew we could do something better. So I knew that if I got the products right in terms of the ingredients, and then if we created a brand that looked and felt different to all the other infant formulas out there, you know, we didn't want to look like the chemical compounds on one end and the laxatives on the other end and the washing powders in between. We wanted to have something that was warm and inviting and, you know, first in the world to use a straight wall cam with matte varnishing, you know, to really stand out in the market. Because the irony is, and no offense to you, Justin, and any other males out there, but um, a lot of the infant formulas in the world are marketed by men <gasps> to women. Right. Oh, shock. Shock. I was so thing. shocked I pulled out my headphone. <laughs> well, I mean. So we just created okay. something by mums for mums and, and it's resonated. I love that. Which I'm very fortunate for. It's a great phrase. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I'm not an expert at formula. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't. So, um, okay. So you get product manufactured. You, you get your first, you know, let's say package of product what did, what was the early days product then and how has it evolved <laughs> well that's a great story in itself so we create this fabulous formula it was the best in the best in the world at the time and i have a comment and i'm really excited about it photographs in the warehouse of us with all these boxes you know the, the really t turning point and I sit there and have a small emotional moment with myself i love that and then 
we start going out to market and we get this wonderful woman, uh, Jackie, from one of our retail partners here in Australia called um, uh, called Richie's. And she said, I help, rangs me and said, hi, I'm the health buyer for Richie's. Um, I wanted okay. to talk to you about your formula. Oh, this is exciting. And she says, I really love your formula. From what I can see from our research from around the world, it's the best. She goes, but I just don't like one of the oils. And I said, oh, boy. Oh, okay. Talk to me. She goes, I just don't like the canola. Why have you got canola? I said, you know what? I don't like the canola, but. In the grand scheme of what we're allowed to with the regulatory space and what have you, that's the one that makes up the lipid profile and rounds it out. Sure. And I said, but tell me, what's your, you know, if I, if we could do it better, what what would you suggest? How would you do right? it? Right. Me, how would you do it? Tell me, give me your, you know, give me your suggestion. She said, oh, flaxseed oil. And I said, well, interesting. Let me go and see if it meets the regs. Let me go and find out if I can find a supplier and let me go and find out if it would work in our manufacturing. If it does, then I'm right behind it. Anyway, we managed to tick all those three boxes. And then, um, so we had, I don't know, 10,000 cans or how many we just produced. And I'd literally put, wow. when I say my last dollar, into the <laughs> into, in, into inventory. <laughs> oh my God. In the inventory I'm... and they're all sitting there. <laughs> and then I went, you know what? You're, she's actually right. This is a much better option. So we ditched all those cans and started again. And I had a little group of sort of advisors at the time with me, like, okay, what are you doing? I was like, no, I'm sorry. We can do it better. We're going to do it better. So these 10,000 oh cans we just dropped a couple hundred thousand dollars on went into the off to the storage and dusted away and bye bye. And we launched flaxseed. So we were the first in the world to be um, to launch an infant formula range and toddler milk range with flaxseed oil um, wow. to replace canola, uh, which we're, you know, so we we're not only were we the first in the world to be 100% certified palmal free, but first in the world sure. to use flaxseed oil. So, yeah, really cool. and it's those kind of, yeah, you kind of, you know, I probably wouldn't recommend that kind of move for everybody, but Works for we you. just knew we had to do the best. Sure. Yeah, and we just weren't going to cut corners. So No, it's great. So that was money. your first big order. And so then from there, like talk about how product has evolved over time to where we are today. Like talk about what if, if when someone goes to your site or other locations to buy a product, like what is it today? So now we've got, we've introduced our From Fresh product, which um, without boring you on the details, we have, you know, milk, it, typically 99% of the formulas or it, they start from goat, or like a milk powder, which means a milk, a, a cow or a goat is milked. They put it into a spray dryer, it's massive amounts of heat and then turbine and then put into a powder form. And then take that milk powder, reconstitute it with water. So make it back into milk, add the oils and the nutrients and they spray dry it again two massive amounts of heat on that formula before it's even canned. Um, and in my world, I was like, well, if we just reduce the, the heat, we can minimize, you know, minimize all that processing, but maximize nutrition. So we went about looking at how, and this was two years, two and a half years in the making. Sure. And I got told I don't know how many times, oh, you can't do this. This is impossible. I was like, <laughs> no, no, it's not impossible. I, I was applying the cold press juice theory yeah. to formula. So instead, now we milk our goats every day. We take it to our factory. We add our oils, and we only spray dry spray dry once, wow. which means you know the heating, double the goodness. And like I said before, about twenty five percent less ingredients have to go into our formula because it's all naturally retained in the in the goodness of the goat milk. Wow! And how did so? We won an award for it. We won this. We won the most innovative company by the AFR uh, just the other month for that particular innovation. So. Really and proud of that one. Did you know, you like, did you know, like, goat milk before? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I wouldn't even, you know what I mean? Like, did you know about that product? Like, that, that, like, 
input, I'll call it, or did you have to learn about that? Do you know what I'm saying? I, I had to learn about it, but I'll tell you where the, the, the catalyst for goat milk, the interest in goat milk came from. When Freddie was covered in all this horrific rash, the pustules and pimples and stuff all over his body, um, one of the things after the doctor said, put him in chemical washes and give him all these cortisone and crap, um, I actually went to the chemist and bought goat milk soap and moisturizing cream. And that actually helped. So I was looking so at So you were able to try it out a bit, you know what I mean? Like see yeah. if that was a difference yeah. maker. Yeah. So I looked at it and I was like, well, this is phenomenal that it's had this impact. Um, I wonder if that would apply to nutrition. And at the time, I think there was only one or two goat milk formulas in the world and they're all kind of the hippie brands, you know, the ones that you use if you've tried everything and you kind of have to then sort of sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth one that you'll try. Sure. And I was like, this is fascinating. So, and then when I did the research and we did more research on it, it became apparent that it actually is significantly closer to human <clears throat> breast milk. But That's amazing. the downside of it from a manufacturing point of view, it was like seven times the cost. So like you can buy a liter of, of cow milk at $1.70. We were at the time, we first started the company buying it from Europe for 18, sorry, 18 Australian dollars, about 13 euros at the time. So sure. even more than six times. I'm talking wow. really, you know. 10 times the difference. Um, Interesting. And that was the difference. But we now have a market where, and America's just starting to see it, where goat milk was really fringe, but now mums and dads, more health-aware mums and millennial dads uh, are really starting to understand, like, you know, the benefits of goat milk. Sure. So instead of being this fourth or sixth choice, it's now the one that's first or second or third. Here in Australia, it's nearly, the, you know, first. We're the fastest growing and one of the biggest retailers here. We're a number one goat brand in the history of their retail Amazing. life yeah so, so it's uh and it's so much better for you. you should be on goat milk too justin everyone should be on goat milk yeah my I'm kids gonna, are on goat I, milk i'm Everyone's gonna have to go on goat milk was on i goat do love milk. you know i used oh, anyway, madonna's, I, on, madonna's on goat milk i'm sure she would be i mean i don't know that for sure. i'm gonna give it a red hot shot oh my god i love it or i love the phrase i love your phrases okay um so when did it go from hey this is a fun hobby to oh my god i'm like um, we got something here Oh, well, it kind of had to be, it, we've got something here because otherwise I was going back, I was going to make I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like when you were like, okay, I'm going to have to hire some people. I'm, wow, we yes. need broader distribution. Um, Wow, I and, didn't thought yeah. about, I have to make cases and pallets because I'm getting bigger. You know what I mean? Like there was there a turning point? There was, yeah. And I think there was a couple of points where that happened. Um, you know, again, we got a couple of retailers here got behind us because we we're doing something different. There's a pivotal moment um, where we got picked up by a, and I really must track her down again because she was the reason why we we took off in the US. Um, a lady obviously saw our Instagram. We had no money to do marketing, so we were just doing Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I remember this is when it was just Elkie, you know, I was Elkie, the kind of, you know, consumer care, Elkie kind of packaging, Elkie supply, Elkie CEO. Um, and a lady reached out to me on Instagram and said, I, I've seen your product and I, I'd love to try it. And, you know, I just sent her an account. I had no idea who she was. I was like, yeah, you know, I'd love you to try and give me your thoughts on it. Anyway, it turned out she was one of your fabulous, really influential influences, it wow. turns out. So she then posted on her social media, and uh, within a couple of days, it kind of blew up in the States for us. Um, Amazing. So that was, that was really, really exciting. Um, and then, you know, it sort of snowballed from there. Um, but you know what? We've just stayed to our lane, Justin. You know, really simple, you know, create the best product, 
get into good retailers who share our same vision with trying to create a better world for children and, you know, make our product accessible to mums and dads as easy as possible. You know, sure. if you need your product, we've got Uber. Do you know if you need it at the supermarket down the road, we'll make sure it's there for you. Because we just want to be like, you know, we want to make the world not even better for children, but for parents, because I, I don't know about you, but parenting's tough, right? So you don't need any more headaches. And then we just want to make sure we behave like your best friend, you know, that sure. when you ring us or email us, you get a response back within an hour. Like that personal touch in this space is just so critical. You know, we're talking moms and dads. We're not selling sneakers. That's what I say to my guys. We're not, <laughs> we're selling, not sneakers. selling sneakers. Right. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you got to differentiate. <laughs> you're differentiate, but you know, you sit and wait for another week for a your sneakers, but you know, when you're talking about babies, and this is the only thing that in some cases they're be, that's you know, giving them nutrition day in, day sure. out, but we'll hop in a car and drive it to you, you know, that kind of way. Wow. We know you're short, so yeah, we Impressive. always go the extra mile. Uh, what are keys to growth next? I'd say, let's say 12 months, or you know, are you trying to expand your market presence, uh, expand product line? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, we're trying to expand um, market presence where we feel we have a real need to help children. So the U.S. is one of them. Obviously, we're going through our pre-market approval uh, for our infant formulas. We've got our toddler milks there at the minute. But, you know, the U.S., I, I always set my – most companies here in Australia were going for China. We I set my sights on America from the very beginning for the very fact that when I walked into a store in there seven years ago and saw the level of rubbish that still exists, um, there hasn't really changed that much. You know, every product's got maltodextrin or corn glucose syrup or palm oil or something. I mean, they're kind of three ingredients you just shouldn't be anywhere near a human being, let alone a child. So America's a big one, Canada's a big one. Um, we're looking for other markets. And then once we've bedded that down, yes, we've got really exciting innovation pipeline. Um, because now my kids are a bit older, I'm kind of innovating for them. Sure. You know, lunchbox is a difficult that kind of stuff that's on the shelves you think are good still full of sugar and rubbish so we've right. got some really exciting options coming i'm through. excited you got to come back on and share that with us as you get to that i always love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this as i shared with you earlier in fact that's our big focus is on founders and entrepreneurs what would be two or three things you'd offer to others i think you've already hit on some of them but like you know early stage mid stage couple years in you know, what are things you would offer advice to them if, as those that are listening? Well, I think the starting point is always making sure, and I say this time and time again, you've got to be passionate about what you're doing, right? I mean, a lot of people start businesses because they think they're going to make a lot of money. But if you're only driven by the dollars, then when the times get tough, you just kind of pack it all in, right? Because there's nothing underneath that's kind of, you know, buttressing the the desire to keep getting up in the morning when it gets really tough. Sure. So. You know, you got to really want to change something or solve a problem or have a driving ambition to help solve something. And and that's what happened with Little Oak. I just, you know, because there were times where there was no money and I had two young <laughs> right. children. Oh, my God. I just thought, how in God's name am I going to do this? Do you know? And the reality is you you kind of got to even, you know, new startups, you got to do your normal daily job and sure. run your startup at night. I've got a friend of mine trying to do the same thing now. I'm like, that's just what you've got to do. That's what you, you do. Gotta, it's a side hustle <laughs> until it becomes right? bigger. Right. And then you have the trade off. Completely. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, you got to understand, um, you know, it's how you put the network of people around you. Because I think it's the people that you, you surround yourself with. Because a lot of people will tell you there's a lot of naysayers in the world and they like to tell you where all the issues are, but you got to hold firm to what your your ideas. If I'd listened to everybody that said I couldn't do From Fresh and I couldn't do our RTDs and I couldn't do a, couldn't do going, going up formula, 
I mean, I wouldn't be here. I'd be back totally. working in corporate, you know? <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. Um, and then I think the other thing is just, you know, again, then when you start getting bigger, you start attracting, you know, partners who want to invest in you, just be really smart around who you partner with, you know, yeah. really make sure, you know, you're getting behind the wheel of the car with, um, but don't be, you know, you've got to be really, you've also got to be humble, right? Because, you know, the reality is even when you start a business, you don't know everything. And I've been really fortunate to have some great people along the way to, you know, bolster kind of the areas that I'm not that good at, um, you know, the finance sides and spreadsheets and that kind of stuff. Um, I don't even talk to it as rubbish anymore. And I actually see the real value. It's really great. I just, not much great. <laughs> it's just not um, your thing, right? Yeah. I find, yeah. You're either on the creative and product side or you're a finance. Um, I, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. You got to get the right people around you. I, you know, and it's, a, it's such a great mantra, no matter what you're doing, but if you surround yourself with people that are positive and constructive and leaning in and, you know, interested in growth and building you up and, and also challenging in a positive way. Like, it's great. If you surround yourself with people that are naysayers, that are negative, that are the kind of doom and gloom, you're going to end up in that same space. It's, you know, who you surround yourself with is such a big decision in life in general. Um, man, uh, such great advice. Elke, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, et cetera. Uh, well, obviously our, our website, littleoakcompany.com uh, or the littleoakcompany.com or on Instagram, littleoakcompany again, um, same with Facebook uh, and in, uh, LinkedIn, same, same, same. Uh, we're not on tw- we're not on uh, uh, TikTok just yet, Justin, but apparently I'm, you know, honing my dance moves. Um, surely, uh, to, for a big long, <laughs> nice. kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but our website it's funny <laughs> so, uh, no the best thing is www.thelittlelightcompany.com I love it Elke so great having you you've got to come back I will see you when I come to, to visit Australia in a couple weeks and um, it's been so fun meeting you and I appreciate you sharing your story with our audience it's been fantastic and when you do come to Sydney make sure you bring your swimmers because it is roasting hot down here at the minute my <laughs> swimmers does that mean okay is that like swimsuit? There's hogs. What's your, what's the, <laughs> swimmers are hogs, you know, your it's sunscreen, your hat. Swimmers. It is, it was so my swimsuit, my sunscreen and my hat. I got it. <laughs> and your flip flop. Oh, I've got that flip-flop. too. I have the flip flop ready to flip-flop. go. <laughs> so fun. All right. I will look forward to having you back you on. Fantastic. It's been wonderful. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. <laughs>